Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we're going to discuss our college football week two matchups that have caught some interest of me and some others. So we're going to talk about different week two matchups in college football, and then we'll go over my week two picks. I am two and three from last week. Uh, so let's see if we can get back on track. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow it, rate it I'm on Apple and iTunes. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Uh, follow the podcast, rate it, you know, everywhere. Um, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com uh, to check out everything there. There's blogs, 
podcast, everything sports related. Um, something out there for everybody. Uh, so make sure you check that out at bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Up Media Network. Uh, so we're going to go into our college football week two, and then we'll give our college football week two picks. Um, again, at the end, when I do my picks, some are going to be straight up, you know, a team's going to be another team, or I might like um, this team minus the points or this team plus the points. Uh, sometimes that's the same thing as picking them to win, but sometimes you rather just take the points. So we're going to go through some college football week two matchups here on today's show. Outside of my University of Illinois. Um, one matchup I want to discuss real quick is Louisville versus UCF. Uh, UCF is favored big right now, according to ESPN. They are 78.6 favorites, 21% for Louisville. Um, the reason why I bring this up right now, Louisville is um, actual. So according to ESPN, they believe that. Um, but right now... Uh, Central Florida is minus five and a half. So UCF is considered the favorite, which is some people alarming because of Louisville. You would think they would be the ones favorited, but Gus Malzahn's really got that program going. And right now, I've only played one game. Louisville only scored seven points against Syracuse. And this is what's putting UCF as the favorite. They're, they scored 56 points. They only gave up 10, and they gave up over 30 points to Syracuse. UCF had over 600 yards. Louisville only had above 300 yards. And I just wanted to bring this up because what a fall from grace it is from Louisville, who, you know, on principle should beat a lot of teams being a bigger Division One school. But UCF is a good football program. And I always talk about Scott Frost, but Scott Frost did a good job there. And it's just continued since then. Coach Leipold has continued it. Coach Gus Bazan has continued it. And they should be favorited. I just wanted to bring that up very quickly because people are very high in Louisville coming in. And you would think with some of the athletes they have, they rightfully so should be considered, you know, to have a good year. But UCF, I'm telling you right now, Auburn at some point is going to say, maybe we should have tried to keep Gus. I know maybe it was time to move on. But a part of it going well, he's winning at UCF. He's doing good things there. Um, so UCF is uh, – predicted to win they again they're minus five and a half uh for that game against louisville over under is 61 um it could be a high scoring game but louisville was struggling to score against syracuse so i see ucf winning that game this is not part of my picks but i wanted to bring that up as my first um game to talk about um the next one i'm going to talk about is um, arkansas opens up sec play hosting uh south carolina gamecocks uh, South Carolina with new coach um, Beamer last year trying to turn it around. They've, you know, had some cool culture building things. They've had good TikToks. They've had good videos. They've had good recruiting uh, things happen there. They got Spencer Radler in the transfer portal, which I'll talk about in a second. Arkansas is coming off that win last week versus Cincinnati. Uh, South Carolina is also one to know. Arkansas is, you know, 73% favorite here in this game. Um, they are at minus eight and a half. Over under is fifty two, so they are the favorite by eight and a half points, and rightfully so. Uh, Coach Pittman has got this team playing hard. Their quarterback uh, is playing well. Uh, Jefferson's playing well. He can run the football. They have that up tempo offense and something else they can do. 
is slow the tempo down. So if they can slow it down and then whenever they want, flip a switch and go 100 miles an hour, they're pretty dangerous. And you've heard Coach Pittman talk about it. I've talked about it. He's got confidence. He's got the culture going. And when you get that going and kids buy in and people buy in, it's a great, great thing to see. And so if he's got that going, you can only imagine that great things are going to happen at Arkansas. And so they're favorited. Now, South Carolina is trying to turn it around. Spencer Rattler came from Oklahoma, the transfer portal, and everybody was high on him. I've had my piece about Spencer Rattler. I don't know if he's a leader. He shows glimpses of being very, very good. Uh, But he did not handle being benched very well. It shows when he left. And he did not do really that great. At first, it sounds good. Uh, 23 of 37, 227 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. So, you know, the, the, the rushing helped him a little bit. But outside of that, I don't think Spencer Redler is the answer uh, there at quarterback. Again, glimpses of him that look really good. He makes really good throws, but then he makes dumb decisions. Uh, I think he lets his emotions take over. Uh, and, you know, I'm just not the biggest fan of him. So I don't know if he's the right guy for to send them over the top at South Carolina. It is a rebuilding, you know, project there for Coach Beamer. Um, now, South Carolina did score 35 points. They only gave up 14. Arkansas gave up 24 to Cincinnati. But I think Arkansas is poised to have a big year. And so to open up the SEC play is, is pretty fun. Now, South Carolina had played George State while Arkansas played Cincinnati. So they had tougher non-conference there at the very beginning which I think will help Arkansas be more ready. Now, that gave South Carolina some confidence, but I don't think Spencer Radler, if he gets hit a couple times versus Arkansas, if Arkansas gets up on him, you know, 8 to 14 points somewhere in there, I think he'll get flustered. I don't know if he'll be the guy that's going to be poised the whole time and bring them back. Um, so this is a game to watch out for, a big matchup there uh, with Arkansas and Coach Pittman versus South Carolina. Uh, they are poised to have a good year, so watch out for that game, what Arkansas does to South Carolina. Moving into a Big Ten team, the Northwestern Wildcats had their bye week. They played in Dublin, Ireland, getting the big win over Northwestern. They had their week off. Now they come in 1-0 playing Duke, and this is a Power 5 school versus another school. You could consider Duke a basketball school. But I think Northwestern having that all that relax or not relaxing, recovering from traveling uh, will help them. Again, I might be biased. I've seen Northwestern practice up close. They are physical. They are confident. They didn't flinch versus Nebraska. And Duke's looking to turn it around. And they possibly could. They are now 1-0. But I think Northwestern, they always you know go up and down. There's times they have really, really good years, and then times they don't. When they're young, they, they they struggle a little bit. But when they have some experience, they actually do pretty well. And I'm bringing this up just because it's the Big Ten. Uh, I'm slowly starting to like Northwestern from meeting their coaches, meeting Coach Fitzgerald, and seeing how they operate there, seeing that beautiful facilities they have. Um, I'm an Illinois fan first, but to be a fan of Northwestern or you know support them is you know something I can do because I'm a fan of coaches also. 
I think Northwestern will get this win. They are favored at 69.9% to 30.1% for Duke. Duke's trying to turn it around under a new head coach, new system. So they're trying to get back on track there. Um, so we it still has to be on the outlook for this game. Is there going to be some type of letdown from Northwestern, you know, coming back from Dublin and then having an entire, you know, uh, their bye week, having it so early? Nebraska didn't get their bye week early. They came back and played. I'm sure Northwestern and Coach Fitzgerald would have played, but this is just another game uh, I would look out for. It could be a good game and then see Northwestern pull away late. But this is something that we have, I think we need to pay attention to um, from Northwestern. Um, and then see what kind of Duke team we're really going to get with new coaches new system, and everything. So this is just one I think needs to be on people's radar. Um, you know, the Duke quarterback played well. Learned, he had he was 24-30 for 320 yards and two touchdowns. And then we know how Holinsky for Northwestern played in that game versus Nebraska, 27-38, 314 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so it will be very interesting to see. Northwestern ran the ball better versus at Nebraska. So we're going to see – a game where Northwestern is going to look to continue to run the football, continue to run. They had a lot of success running GT versus Nebraska. So I think you're going to see that continue on versus that. But I think this is a game we can't ignore. I think it will be a good game to watch. Um, and you'll see Northwestern probably come away with a win there. A really, really good matchup that we're going to see and it's early to see this, is the Tennessee Volunteers play the Pittsburgh Panthers. The Pittsburgh had a tough game, hard-fought one versus West Virginia. Tennessee got a win. They are 1-0 SEC playing uh, an ACC. Um, now, Pittsburgh doesn't look like your normal ACC team. They will line up in all bunch of different formations, tight formations, and they will run the ball at you. Their defense tackles well. And they will hit you. And they are confident. They have that culture set in stone. They have who they are set in stone. This is year two under Coach Heupel at Tennessee, bringing their up-tempo offense. But they've got guys in the transfer portal. They recruited well. Tennessee fans travel well. And this is going to be a very fun game. It's going to be an up-tempo team versus a team that's going to can take its time, be methodical, run the ball, short passes right at you. Right now, Tennessee um, on ESPN is 54.1% favorited over Pittsburgh, 49.9%. So people are really leaning heavily on Coach Heupel and his year two. Um, Big things coming for Tennessee. A lot of people have high hopes for them. A lot of people think they're going to do very, very well. And I'm one of those people. I think watching them last year, if they can master the up-tempo offense and listening to Coach Heupel talk – I think he is getting them in the right direction. Um, they are minus six and a half favorite over Pittsburgh. The over-under total is 65. Could be a high-scoring game. Um, Tennessee scored 59 last week. Pittsburgh scored 38 to get the win. Um, but Pittsburgh did give up 31 to West Virginia. Tennessee only gave up 10 points last week. Um, so we will see what kind of defense shows up. Um, Tennessee did play Ball State, which is not no offense to them, not the same level as West Virginia. But again, if you're Tennessee trying to rebuild this program, you need a game like that where you feel get some confidence, see uh, get the kinks out. You don't have preseason games, 
And so to have some confidence there coming in to play Pittsburgh. So if Tennessee can handle getting hit by Pittsburgh, and even though they have the up-tempo offense, if they could dial it back a little bit and then turn it back on, I think that keeps their defense on their toes. Um, Tennessee just has to keep it rolling, going up where they were last year. Um, their quarterback has to play well. Their wide receivers have to play well. This will be one of the most exciting games of the weekend um, with Tennessee and Pittsburgh. But look for Tennessee to continue that SEC trend and win, probably win that game. One that we'll talk about real quick, Houston kind of a letdown last week against UTSA, even though UTSA is good. It took some overtimes to win. Houston, under their coaching staff, would think that they're going to have this high, super high, high-powered offense. And they did kind of score points, but it was, you know, just it was inconsistent. Their defense didn't step up. Um, they are off now to play the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who have not have had great seasons ever since Coach Leach was fired, even though he never should have been. Right now, Texas Tech on ESPN is favored 65.6% to 34.4%, and Houston is ranked 25th in the nation, and Texas Tech is not. Texas Tech scored 63 points last week to Houston's 35 points last week. Texas Tech did play Murray State, which is an OVC school. It's Division I AA. Again, Texas Tech trying to rebuild. They need a game like that just to get some confidence. But this is a game where people are going to look at this and go, oh, Texas Tech should probably win this game due to everybody's leaning towards them, looking at their stats compared to Houston. UTSA is no slouch. No offense to Murray State. UTSA is better then probably Murray State. They had a fantastic year last year. That doesn't give an excuse to Houston. Um, right now, Texas Tech is minus two and a half favorite. The over under a 63. You might want to take the over on that one because they could score some points. Houston gets their offense going. Texas Tech gets their offense going. It's very possible they could score over that. But this is closer than a 65% to 34%. Um, minus two and a half Texas Tech favorite. You're looking at Houston to come in with an upset, and these are not all my picks. I'm just telling you which games to look for, the key matchups into this. The key matchup is Houston's offense just has to continue to do what they do and just you know not, not be not consistent. And then their defense has to show up. At some point, they need to get their defense you know, to make plays and tackle and keep, you know, Texas Tech's offense at bay. And if they can do that, they'll win. Texas Tech... They're just going to have to continue under a new coaching staff, figure out their identity, and come in and say, you know what? We're going to come beat a ranked team. Uh, we played well last week. We scored a lot of points. And take those that confidence in, to, to play Houston, but look to Houston to get their defense. They probably got yelled at. They probably figured it out. So look to Houston's defense to really step up and be a better team than they were last week. A game that is going to be watched big time is a rivalry game in the state of Iowa. The Iowa State Cyclones versus the Iowa Hawkeyes. What if I were to tell you that on ESPN, Iowa State is favored at 58.5% over 41.5% over Iowa. Now, Iowa State has had some good years, but... They are still the baby brother to Iowa. Iowa has always been the more physical team. They win. Uh, and it's hard for Iowa State to keep up with Iowa, especially in that state with recruiting. But Iowa is minus 3.5 versus Iowa State. Over-under 
Well, if you go by last week with Iowa, you may want to take the under because Iowa's defense did what it was supposed to do, held the other team, even though it was a Division One AA, to, to three points. But the offense was very, 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 very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, Iowa State last week scored 42 points. So Iowa's offense, I don't even know if they have an offense. They didn't score a touchdown. They had two safeties and a field goal. You never hear that, ever. So this game, people have thrown Iowa down. They are no longer in their top rankings in the Big Ten. They're no longer ranked. They're not ranked. And, you know, I was high on them last year. I talked about them on the Shockers to win 7-3 to versus South Dakota State. This is poised for Iowa State to get them. This is poised for an Iowa State team to say, Iowa's kind of flustered right now from that game. Now, Iowa played Southeast Missouri State, which that's nothing to bat your eyelash at, but they won convincingly, which is what you thought Iowa would do versus South Dakota State. This is poised for Iowa State to finally say, you know what, we're going to beat Iowa. And in order to do that, Iowa State's quarterback is going to have to continue how he played. He had 293 yards passing and four touchdowns. Iowa's defense is still going to be tough, even though they beat South Dakota State. But Iowa's defense is still going to be tough. I think that's one thing I overlooked and other people overlooked. They held South Dakota State to 86 passing yards. Now, to me, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what's supposed to happen. So I don't think we need to sleep on Iowa's defense. They always have good linebackers. Their safeties always come down and tackle. So we can't ignore Iowa's defense versus this Iowa State team. Iowa's defense will still be there. The biggest question mark is going to be quarterback play from Iowa and running the football. Because their leading rusher last week was Williams, who had 24 carries and 72 touchdowns. Or 72 yards, excuse me. Not 72 touchdowns. The quarterback... Had no touchdown passes, one interception, only 109 passing yards. Now, Iowa doesn't need to throw for 300 yards, but you need better quarterback play. You need If you couldn't run the ball on South Dakota State, how are you going to run the ball on Iowa State? So the keys to this is you need Iowa's offense to start moving the ball, and they're going to have to score. They're going to have to figure out ways to score. Iowa State has got to figure out how to attack those linebackers for Iowa. So this is going to be a great matchup Um Really, really good matchup. It's going to be a really fun game, but we can't ignore Iowa's defense, which I think we all did because we just looked at the score and said, you know, oh my gosh, how they do this. But if you look at the stats and you look at the yards they only gave up to South Dakota State, their defense did what they were supposed to do, and that's what it's supposed to look like. But their offense was ferocious, so it's going to be a great matchup, offense versus defenses in this game. Good defense on Iowa um, going against Iowa State, but then a struggling Iowa Hawkeye already offense versus Iowa State. But this, if you're Iowa State, this is the time that you're going to get them. This is the time you as Iowa State are going to get Iowa. It's going to be a very, very, very fun game for everybody to watch. Next one to talk about real quick is Texas versus Alabama. Alabama is traveling to Texas. This will be a fun game. Alabama is number one in the nation. And what I mean by fun is... People are going to be really high on Texas. People are going to sit there and say it's Steve Sarkeesian versus Nick Saban. That's where the fun's going to come. You know, can Steve Sarkeesian get the offense going? They got some good transfer guys in. They got some good recruits in. This is the time that they're supposed to upset Alabama. It's going to be fun because it's not going to happen. I said last week, if you watch Alabama play, they are playing angry. 
they're playing it with a mission. A part of me, I don't think this, I don't even know if this is true. And I don't want to say it's true. There was a small part of me that said if Alabama won the national championship last year, that could have been Nick Saban's, you know, retirement thing. But because he lost, he lost to Texas A&M. Then he loses to Georgia, so he loses to two former coaches in one year. I think that de-aged him, even though he doesn't look like he is the age that he is. I think it de-aged him by like five or ten years. And he's like, all right, now I'm motivated. You know, I didn't win the championship. I lost these coaches. They're on a mission, and they're playing angry. And last year, Texas got a rude awakening about the joining the SEC, losing big time to Arkansas. Now, that this Texas team, on paper has better players and should be better than they were last year. But now you're playing Alabama, not Arkansas. You're playing a Heisman Trophy guy from Alabama. You're playing a fast defense. You're playing a guy with fast wide receivers. This this game, Alabama's going to wallop Texas. And I'm sorry. The keys of this is, if you're Texas, you better slow it down on offense and make sure Alabama's offense doesn't come onto the field. Which when, you know, years and years and years and years ago, you wouldn't have really thought about that. You would have said, man, we don't want to see Alabama's defense. You don't want to see Alabama's offense. And that's going to be the key for Texas is you're going to have to go slow on offense. You're going to have to take three yards, three yards, three yards, yards, and go for a fourth down if it's fourth and one and get some yards, maybe. If you're Alabama, you stay on as scheduled. Open up the playbook a little more. You're going to run right at Texas. You're going to beat them into a pulp and show people that you're on a mission. This will be fun because it's two historical programs in Alabama and Texas. And it's going to be fun to have Alabama at Texas. But this is not going to be fun for Texas. This is not going to be fun for Texas fans. Alabama is going to come in to make a statement against a historical program in Texas. And they're also going to say, welcome to the SEC this is how we roll. Things in, S- in the SEC come through us. And that's the mentality they're going to have. So Texas and Texas fans better watch out because I don't know how you're going to stop Alabama. I don't know how you're going to stop Bryce Young. He had five touchdown passes last week. Um, he also had 100 yards rushing. So to have a quarterback that can do that and run opens up the run game even more for Alabama for the, quarter- for the running backs. Now, it is funny. Alabama didn't give up a point. Texas gave up 10. Alabama scored 45. Texas scored 52. Alabama had almost 560 yards total. Texas only had 383. So it's going to be fun to see. Alabama did play you know, Utah State, but Texas played UNLM. This is what they're supposed to do. This is how those games are supposed to go. Let's see if the struggles continue for Texas, but Alabama's going to come in and play angry. going to be a fun one, but it's going to be fun to see what Alabama does against Texas, but it's going to be fun to try to see how Steve Sarkeesian maybe game plans and goes after Alabama, the former team that he coached for. Um, to slowly wrap up the show, we only got two more games I think people need to re- uh, pay attention to, and then we'll go through the picks for week two. A big-time matchup that I don't know if people are sleeping on, but it's not necessarily all over everybody's radar, but it should be is the number nine-ranked Baylor Bears versus BYU Cougars, ranked 21st in the nation. This is not... I don't know if people think that BYU is going to just roll... or Baylor's going to roll BYU. That's not going to happen. Um, the matchup predictor is 57.6% for Baylor, 42% for BYU. 
This is not going to be a rollover game. BYU is a very good program. They're very tough. Good coaching staff. Um, very similar numbers with their quarterbacks. Baylor last week, he had 214 yards and two touchdowns. For BYU, he had 261 yards passing, two touchdowns, but he had an interception. Rushing yards, Baylor's top leading rusher was 62 yards, but BYU's leading rusher was 135 yards. Um, Baylor scored 69 points to BYU's 50 last week, uh, both 1 and 0. Oh. Baylor, they had the exact same yards, 573 yards, uh, more passing yards from Baylor to, or a total altogether. Um, Baylor opening it up in their first game versus Albany. So this is something they were supposed to do. So they got different guys playing time in that game. So sometimes you got to look at those stats, take it for what they are of who they played. Now, BYU played South Florida, which South Florida, you could say what you want. That's still a Division One program. Um, once in a while, they're really good. So it was a better competition-wise there probably than what B- Baylor had. This will be a fun game. It'll be a close game. It's going to be a hard-fought match, and it's something that people need to pay attention to. It will come down to Baylor's defense and how they combat wide zone stuff, um, the different crossing routes and everything that BYU can do match with that wide zone that they're really good at. And so this will be a very, very fun one to watch for everybody. To end it, probably one of the most fun games we're going to get out of all those that I've mentioned is the Kentucky Wildcats versus the Florida Gators as they both open up conference play. Florida has now jumped up to 12 in the nation and with Kentucky at 20. Florida had the big win over seven ranked Utah. Uh, Kentucky got a win last week as well, which the big debate is, is it a football school or is it a basketball school? Uh, different coaches have different opinions. They played Miami of Ohio, winning 37-13. to 13. People are very, very, very high on Kentucky. People think they're going to go 10-2, 11-1. That's what they think. And I said that was a team that's going to have a question mark next to it for me because we don't really know who they are. They had a really good season last year. They've been slowly building it up. But what kind of team are we going to see from them? And then we got a glimpse of the Florida Gators and what kind of offense they're going to look at, what kind of defense they're going to look like, how Coach Napier is going to coach this team. Are they using different quarterbacks like Dan Mullen was? No, they've, they've figured out that Anthony Richardson is going to be the guy. And he had 168 passing yards, but he also ran for 106 and three rushing touchdowns. So to have a dual-threat quarterback, which people are already saying he's like a Tim Tebow, which is unfair to him, number one. Number two, Tim Tebow was probably the best college quarterback we've ever seen. And so it's not fair to compare him. So we're going to see how now that what's going to happen. You you beat the number seven team in the nation in Utah. Now, Kentucky could be a way more physical team. Utah's a really good team. They were number seven in the nation for a reason. But now you're going to play an SEC opponent. So it's going to be a very, very good, another very good test for Coach Napier saying, now we got an SEC play. We're going to play the Kentucky Wildcats, who are a physical team, and people are really high on them to do good things. Uh, Florida is... Minus six and a half, actually over Kentucky. The over-under is 51.5. So people are high on Florida now all of a sudden. People were a little bit when Coach Napier was hired, but now seeing them play, they're really high on him now. And I am too. I think Florida could win this game. I think this is going to be a very hard-hitting game. That's what you have to – and I've said that about a lot of these games. This game right here will be hard-hitting because Coach Napier has a way to get those players to play tough. Kentucky – Stoops there, he gets them to play tough, and they are tough. We already know that for a fact. We seen Florida be tough last week. Now it's going to be a real test of Kentucky 
running right at you, fullbacks, H-backs, hard-nosed running backs, and they have really hard-hitting linebackers. How is Florida going to handle that? So this is just going to be, you know, the keys to this are how does Anthony Richardson play against a team that's going to come up and hit him? How does Coach Napier handle the coaching things and the situations are going to happen coaching against an SEC team, which I think will be fine? How do they all handle that as a different staff and different culture? And does Kentucky take the reins and say, we're going to make a statement in the SEC and come in and say, yeah, cool, you, you beat the number same team in Utah, cool. But you're not going to beat us because we're tougher than you. We're going to out-hit you. We're going to outplay you. And do they have the mentality coming in to play Florida? And those are the keys for that one. To wrap up the show, we're going to give my picks. I went two and three last week. Um, part of the picks are, and I should just do teams over teams, but sometimes I don't know. I don't. It just. I'd rather do. Um, it makes more sense sometimes if you're betting or picking, and I add them. So if I say a team is minus three and a half and they don't get it, I, that's a loss. And so I'm adding that to my all, my college record for the entire season. I'm going to have that going on. Um, I was two and three last week. Thank you, LSU. Um, so this week, I'm going to take Arkansas minus eight and a half, Alabama minus 20 and a half. Yes, I am taking that. Uh, Tennessee over Pittsburgh. Iowa State plus three and a half. Florida over Kentucky. Houston plus two and a half. I have to pick at least five. So sometimes I can go over if there's certain games I like um, to pick. So the picks again is Arkansas minus eight and a half. Alabama minus 20 and a half. Tennessee over Pittsburgh. Iowa State plus three and a half. Florida over Kentucky. And Houston plus two and a half. And we'll see if we can't get back in the win column and the picks and the records there. Um... So that wraps up this show. Hopefully everybody will enjoy college football week two. Um, There's a whole other episode for the Illinois preview versus Virginia. Those will always be separate um, for the most part from the college football ones. Um, Thank you guys for watching and or listening. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Follow it, rate it on Apple iTunes. It goes a long way. Um, check out the Belly Up Media Network, of course. Um, all that good stuff. Check out all the other episodes. Thank you guys again for watching and for listening. And we will see you next time. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. 
So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.